RN God forbid, the best part of the program is next. The Wits End. Wits End. Yes, it's time for the Wits End God Forbid quiz on RN. This week we have the Australian Indian versus the Mumbai Indian in a battle to become Rajan Viceroy of the ABC. Veer, <laughs> test your buzzer. 300 million primitive people in India. It's working. Uh, thank you, Winston Churchill. Shuba, test your buzzer. I do love little kittens. That's lovely. Okay, now, the quiz, underway. Question. Why, do you, why do you get kittens and I get a bulldog? Why is right, his cool. like six uh. years long and mine's like two minutes long? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Question one. In 2002, while touring a factory near Edinburgh, Prince Philip saw a fuse box and said it was so crude, it what? A fuse box was so crude, it... It looked like it had been very uh, unprofessionally wired. 300 million primitive people in India. Did he say it was Chinese? It's it's you, I'm sorry. It's the Indians. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, right. So, it, it was made by Indians because I know he does a lot of anti-China stuff. As well. Exactly. He does that too, but yeah. he, he likes to spread it around. He said that the fuse box looked like it was so badly made. It looked as though it had been put in by an Indian. Now... Wow. Question That's number smart. two. Mm -hmm. In 1959, Prince Philip visited India, which at that point had been independent from Britain for 12 years. According to British news, Prince Philip was welcomed as a hero because A, half a billion Indians simultaneously agreed to be sarcastic. <laughs> B, he was welcomed as a hero because Indians loved his uncle, Earl Mountbatten, the last viceroy of India. Or C, he was welcomed because Indians couldn't wait to be the butt of the next Prince Philip Gaff. A, so, B or C? Uh, B. He was a Mountbatten relative and Mountbatten orchestrated the independence uh, settlement. Exactly, so. exactly. Indians are so missed their English viceroy that just the idea of seeing the nephew, Prince Philip, was enough to leave them sparkling as brightly as a fuse box wired by an Indian. <laughs> so, uh, Veer, Shuba, mm -hmm. I have the actual story um, from 1959. Should we listen? Yeah. By Indian custom, Prince Philip was garlanded, first by the mayor of Delhi, Mrs. Asafari. That was only the beginning. Great numbers of schoolchildren and adults pressed forward to follow suit. It was enough for Indians to know that the Duke is the nephew of Earl Mountbatten, their beloved last viceroy, to ensure that they would greet him in a fashion, if possible, more than princely. I've seen the film from that news story, and I can assure you he was so beloved that the crowds greeting Prince Philip were one to two persons deep. <laughs> Veer, there are many Indians who retain a, a great affection for English mm -hmm. colonialism in a way that seems unique across the former British Empire, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're obsessed with all things British and all things white, skin included. Fair and Lovely is a cream in India that is one of the highest selling cosmetics that whitens your skin. So there's definitely a colonial hangover. Now, question number three. In 1931, when India was still in the empire, Mahatma Gandhi visited England. Yes. The news report described him as A, a visiting statesman, B, the inspiration of civil rights movements across the world, C, the leading international advocate for non-violent civil disobedience, D, a lifetime advocate for women's rights, religious pluralism and an end to India's caste system, E, a barrister at law and a scholar of religion, or F, a bizarre little man who insisted on sitting in the front seat of the car with his driver. 300 million primitive people in India. I would say it's the last one. 
as if it wasn't the statesman <laughs> that got the G unit. That's what the that's what Gandhi is supposed to. Let's find out which is the true answer. Here he is at last, the mystery man of India. Our first glimpse, dressed as he said he would be, in just his loincloth, even in the chilly climes of Europe. And he's carrying with him his pots and pans, which he declared at the customs. This bizarre little man. He insisted on sitting up in the front seat with the driver. Uh, if history teaches us anything, it's don't give independence to countries where they sit in the front seat. Now, yeah, why was shotgun bizarre <laughs> in, in 1931? That's he couldn't, there was no other aspect to the story he thought okay. newsworthy. Question four, still on empire, back to Prince Philip, the former colony of New Hebrides, now Vanuatu, in the extremely remote village of Yaunanen on the small island of Tana, villages A. Can't wait to see what Philip gets up to in season two of The Crown, the hit HBO royal drama series. B, Republicans in that village want to cancel the HBO subscription and move to Netflix so they can watch Via Das's original comedy special. Or C, in that little village, there are no televisions, but they believe Prince Philip is a god. Uh, I'm going to say B just because it has my name in it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I know it's wrong, but anyway. I'm going to say B because it should be true. Yeah. No, you're right, it is wrong because they get that uh, on Stan, the other TV. No, 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 no. <laughs> the answer is C. According to an old legend, in this village, the son of a mountain god would one day come across the sea in search of a rich woman. Well, in 1974, Prince Philip actually visited Vanuatu and the Queen was with him. A few villagers caught a small glimpse of this in the distant hills uh, and they've been convinced ever since that the Duke of Edinburgh does indeed have divine powers. Now, a sad contemporary part to this story is that they've now heard that Prince Philip has retired from public life, no more fuse boxes, and they fear as a result because of his divine powers now lost that cyclones and bad crops uh, will result. Wait, hang on a second. So they think that Prince Philip is divine dude who is in search of a rich woman. But if he shows up with the queen, that's not the prophecy. Vanuatu, pull your shenanigans together. I think we've got a, a schism Mm-mm. Martin Luther here. <laughs> Question four. Mutaya Muralitharan is from an Indian family in Tamil Nadu, though he's Sri Lankan. He played cricket for Sri Lanka. In fact, overtook Shane Warne to become the greatest test cricket bowler of all time. In 2004, our Australian Prime Minister, John Howard, made international news when he called Muralitharan A, a chicken, B, a choker, Ooh. C, a chucker. Yikes. Or D, a Chinaman. Oh, boy. All options were strangely plausible, weren't mm-hmm. they? Uh, I'm just going to go with the most ignorant one, D. So I would say, yeah, D. Uh, now, the answer is C, a chucker. You're not a big uh, cricket fan, are you? Well, uh, chucker is where you bend your elbow, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Bend it, then straighten it. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. It's an illegal ball. And John Howard was saying this uh, Sri Lankan champion was uh, cheating, effectively. That okay. seems so tame for John Howard, I swear. <laughs> um, he had all these tests the, to prove that he wasn't. He had a, like a, a birth defect in his arm that made it... Anyway, it's a long story. Mm-hmm. If you're into it, go to Wikipedia. A bonus question for Shuba. The oh Mur- Litherin affair will be the subject of A, your master's thesis, or B, your doctorate. I'm going to say doctorate because uh, it'll give my mom hope, maybe keep her off my back. Was that correct? That's, that's correct. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and it'll help your comedy career as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Shuba. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Funny. That's what I'm going to change it to. They say laughter is the best medicine. Here to prove that point, Dr. Shubba. (laughs) (laughs) You guys should collaborate, but sadly not with me because the time is up. 
Yeah. This, this was so much no. fun. We told so many lies. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great. Mm. <laughs> We're going to go home and like make a ritual sacrifice and be like, haha, the white man believed us. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, what can I say but thank you. Uh, the Bollywood star, the Netflix sensation, the international comedian Veer Das here for the Sydney Comedy Festival, the Melbourne tour, 18th to 21st of May, Sydney, 25th to 27th of May, Melbourne, frontiercomedy.com. And uh, Shubha Sivra Subramanian on the lawn at University of Sydney when she's not... No, nah, come, come see us at Wolf Comedy. We're the last Thursday of every month. We're at Knox Street Bar in Chippendale. Okay, put that in the calendar and uh, that's a wrap. So, look, it's been God forbid. Do subscribe to the podcast if you want. It's on iTunes or the ABC Radio app. Get in touch with us, God forbid, at abc.net.au. It's been a ball. Until next week, you be good. God forbid. God forbid. 